0: You're listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to episode four of the next Checkpoint podcast. I am your host Connor Matthews, and today we've got a lot of stuff to cover. It is actually quite a quite a heavy news week. Got quite a contrast of stories. Actually, I'm looking forward to all that big week for releases especially at the end of the month well this is the end of the month but a lot of big releases coming out so I'm quite excited about that and of course our usual stuff you know the uh, on this day and the tree the, not the tree house the penthouse and the outhouse now before we get into all that let's get into some housekeeping so coming out tomorrow is a particular game that I will be doing a full review on now this is not a review code kind of thing, I'm actually purchasing this game with my own money, so I'm excited about it, also quite scared, especially uh, the particular series does not have the best of reputations in the gaming world. I'm, I'm scared, but I'm also very, very excited to cover it. Uh, I'll be trying to smash through that as quickly as I can, that's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. And yeah, just the usual stuff, if you're if you're interested in checking us out on the socials, please check us out on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash nextcheckpointpodcast. We are also on Omni. All of my previous episodes are on there. So with all the housekeeping out of the way, let's get to the news skis. All right. I'm going to start off with a with a nice wholesome story. Something really, I'm I'm actually really happy about this. Twitch is teaming up with Kids Helpline to fight mental illness stigma. With mental health and youth being a huge issue, Twitch and Yawn Town's Kids Helpline are teaming up alongside Aussie streamers such as Nacy, Chances, Panda, alongside SkillUp and Layman Gaming to help normalise mental health issues and give people opportunities to open up about their experiences. The Truth and Loot campaign will go from late August till early September. In a press release, Kids Helpline, Head of Marketing and Fundraising Tracy Gillander said, the partnership between Kids Helpline and Twitch aims to encourage conversation, particularly amongst teenage boys, by reaching them at an early intervention stage of any mental health concerns. So I'm pretty happy about this. Obviously, uh, mental health throughout the past decade has really sort of, there's been a lot more focus and a lot more importance about mental health. Uh, We're seeing this like a, a great initiative for people to really speak up about their mental health issues and really sort of feel comfortable about about this kind of thing. Obviously, for years, it was sort of mm, people weren't, I guess, looking at it in a positive sense of this person needs help. It's more, I don't know. It, it, this is a very touchy subject and obvi- like, I myself do have some issues, but for me... I don't really know the best way to sort of talk about this because this is such a a very very delicate issue, but I'm happy that mental health is getting the spotlight in this campaign. They're really wanting people, especially, yes, teenage boys, but also, you know, teenage girls and anyone to really speak up and feel comfortable to talk about their mental illness and not, and just sort of seek out that help. So if... You know, Kids Helpline is a great, a great place to talk and sort of be able to feel comfortable talking to someone. I'll, um, yeah, like I'll leave a, I'll post the article, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'll leave a link for Kids Helpline for anyone who wants to check that out. And next up in the news, we have Mortal Kombat 11. So this is going to be fun. I'm a big fan of Mortal Kombat 11. Not a big fan of the Michael transactions. Yeah, I see him. I see him. I see him walking past. Uh, you can, you no, 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 no. You don't. Uh, don't come into the studio, Michael. Listen here, listen here. You, you're not coming in here. Yeah, bugger off, Michael. Transactions. The new upcoming DLC characters have been given release dates. Now, these characters include the Terminator. I believe the T eight hundred, T eight thousand, whatever it's called. Uh, that'll be coming October eighth. Sindel will be coming out November twenty sixth. The Joker. That's the the DC Joker. Uh, January 28th, and Spawn, the last Mortal Kombat character DLC on March 17th. Now, I'm excited for this, simply because, yes, I'm a big fan of the game. I I myself already have the two DLC characters they released, Shang Tsung and Nightwolf, which I think were very... they're both great characters to play as. I'm a bit of a Nightwolf guy, personally. I'm interested in seeing the Joker. Now, I looked at the character model of the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11, and... I will say it's better than Jared Leto and that's the only real cool thing I can say about it. It's the Joker and if in a way it is kind of cool because we get to see Joker in his element in a bit more vile we get to see a bit more violence around it. So that'll be fun. I'm actually I'm actually kind of looking forward to getting the Joker. I'm not a I'm not familiar with Sindel or Spawn so I'll do a bit of research on that. But the Terminator, I have a feeling he's going to be like um Oh, what's his face? Kotal Khan be like a big, heavy character, not a not the fastest character to execute combos with. Like I'm a I'm a Johnny Cage guy. You can whip out combos pretty quickly. <laughs> and with yeah, you know, with Johnny Cage, he's a very good uh, close character, close combat. He does have some range attacks, but really, if you want to do some damage up close, is the best way to go. And yeah, this is DLC coming to all platforms that the game is on. I personally play it on the Switch which is actually pretty cool. You know, I'm actually quite happy we get to see ports like that onto the Switch. Speaking of ports, The Witcher 3 on Switch, that port took about 12 months to finish, or to complete, I guess, for the most part. So CD Projekt Red's critically critically acclaimed, I I can use words today, critically acclaimed RPG makes its way to the Nintendo Switch on October 15th. At Gamescom, gameplay was shown, and in an interview with Eurogamer CDPR's Piotr Krasnowski. Oh god, I'm so sorry I butchered your name. (laughs) He explained that the port was done, for the most part, by Saber Interactive, and took about 12 months to develop, and be placed on a 32GB cartridge. Now, as a Switch owner, especially the game we're going to be doing for the penthouse and outhouse, which is a more modern game, for Switch owners... A lot of companies, especially with, uh, I guess, I think the best example was NBA 2K, where they put everything on an eight gigabyte cartridge, and the twelve, the rest, I believe, of the twelve gigabytes will be on your Switch hard drive. With this, your Switch hard drive will not be taking a hit, which is fantastic. And really, like, I still can't believe that this is a thing. I really still can't believe that at this day and age, we're actually getting a Switch port. Of The Witcher Three. Now, I don't really know what to think of that. That's insane to me. The fact that you have such a such a massive game with such a huge open world, and you are going to be condensing it on what is essentially, I think uh, George from Player One best described it, a kind of a a late Xbox 360. The game has been down has been downgraded to make it look like a late Xbox 360 game, and I tend to agree with him absolutely and it's just crazy to me that you know we've we've seen ports like Doom ports like Wolfenstein who which they may not run as well but they're still it's still the game at heart and Doom is supposed to run at 60 fps they put that down to 30 for the switch this is supposed to run like the witcher 3 runs at 30 fps and from the gameplay I saw, and um, Digital Foundry did a fantastic video on this. They noticed that for the most part, it remains at a consistent thirty frames a second, which is quite impressive. Obviously, uh, Novograd town center and um, Crookback Bog, I believe, that's where the frame rate will take a bit of a hit. But the man, they managed to keep it at somewhat a consistent thirty frames a second, which is really, really cool to see. So this is um, this is from this is a statement from. The man's name, I will not try to read again because, frankly, I will butcher it again. uh, When it comes to expectations, we really wanted to bring the same experience. This person told Eurogamer. Once again, I do not want to, I don't want to butcher the name. Uh, So, our goal was to bring the same game, not to cut anything, not to change things, unless you really have to. CDPR made themselves available to Sabre Interactive for guidance, but he makes it clear. Oh, sorry, yeah, for guidance. But it makes it clear that. It was led by that. He makes it clear that Sabre led development on the port. The port process has included working on a lot of memory optimization as the Switch has much less to work with, but they've been able to add features as the game got more stable. Ambient occlusion will be available in the final build, for example. No new assets had to be built. Instead, they took ones that were existing and we compressed them a bit. So we kind of get to see the uh, the magician, the the absolute magician's CD Projekt Red are. or sorry, Saber Interactive are. The only game I've played of Saber Interactive was I believe NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. Personally I do believe that that game is really good. It it gets mixed reviews a lot of the time and there is some unnecessary Michael transactions in the game but besides that it is actually a pretty solid arcadey NBA experience. So if you are into that NBA playgrounds 2 is very is a very good option and it's quite impressive that they've been able to do this with a game like The Witcher 3 and I'm I'm most definitely going to pick this up because I still can't believe that this is a thing. This is an actual thing and it still just fascinates me that we are seeing something like this make its way over. It re- it just it's so, it's so crazy to think that that it can happen. It also leads to the possibilities of like, how far can it go? Like we're seeing the outer worlds come to the switch and that's going to be a big open world game. And it's just, hmm, it does leave a lot of questions to what else can make it to the switch? How, what other ports will we be able to actually see, make it to the switch? So that, that to me is freaking awesome. I'm excited for that and the fact that they haven't had to do any new assets, all they've really had to do is downgrade things. And once again, to go back to the Digital Foundry video, that really does give the best examples of what is downgraded on the Switch version and how they've been able to do it. And from, that uh, can't speak today, what is wrong with me? <laughs> but Digital Foundry's video also did say that it is quite positive. We're actually, like They were actually pretty surprised about how well the game ran, and it does lead them to think that this port will actually be pretty good. Obviously, they didn't have the final build. October 15th, we'll be seeing the final build, and it's just, it's just really exciting. It's really exciting just to see potentially what can come to the Switch. But speaking of games that could potentially come to the Switch, who is Overwatch coming to the Switch? That is a great question, and I will answer that. Partially. (laughs) This week, an accessory maker... Sorry, accessory maker Power A had briefly listed a Switch carry case, which had the Overwatch theme in black and orange. It was further noted that it was licensed by Nintendo and Blizzard. The product was soon removed from listing, though no announcement has been made. But with Diablo 3 coming to the Switch, which is a Blizzard game, it can... it, it It could be possible maybe this was a bit of a, a mistake on power a's part but it does sort of raise questions of hmm wait, another another really good game coming to the switch now for me i've never played overwatch but i would love to play it and i think if overwatch came to the switch i think it actually i think overwatch is a game that could fit really well on the switch more so to the point of it looks like a game that would that Switch players would actively go to play. You know, whether it have crossplay, that would be really cool, but I realize I'd probably get my, my butt pounded by better players. <laughs> but it does sorta of, does sort of lead some excitement, some thoughts. And I'm quite I'm quite intrigued. I will be keeping an eye out for any potential Overwatch 2 Switch news. So keep an eye out for that one. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I have a feeling it's going to be really, really interesting. And if it does come to the Switch, that is going to open itself up to a maybe new, completely new audience. Like, think about it. The, the appeal of the Switch is on the go. We're going to be seeing that with Witcher 3. And now we're going to be seeing it with Overwatch, potentially. That's, that's pretty cool. And the fact that this product was licensed by Nintendo and Blizzard, it does give credence to it potentially becoming... True. And I hope that it's true, because that would be, that'd be awesome. I want to see that kind of thing. I've never played Overwatch, and I do want to. I've played Paladins. If if you're on a budget, Paladins is the way to go. But (laughs) but Overwatch is just, it's such a huge phenomenon, and I really want to give it a go. Not because of the loot boxes. Michael Transactions. This is a very Michael Transactions-heavy news segment. He's been floating around here for too long now. I don't like it. He needs to go away. <laughs> he needs to go away from my favorite game, so Michael Transactions, please bugger off. With all that, all that news, that's that's a lot of uh, a lot of big news stories, Not nothing too small, which I'm pretty happy with. And really, all these news stories I see, they make me sort of look forward to the next few months. Obviously, there's the um, room in Nintendo Direct coming next month. Could we potentially see Overwatch there? could we potentially see more witcher 3 gameplay who knows i am i'm very optimistic for the first or sorry not for the first but the next few months and early 2020 that's it's going to be interesting especially with more switch games coming out and frankly i love switch games i will buy a lot of switch games <laughs> all right now moving on to the releases yay now let's get to the releases if my tablet will stop being not stop being rude to me. Let me get to the releases. All right, here we go. August twenty eighth, Headspun coming out for PC, PS four, Xbox, and Switch. Monster Sanctuary coming to PC. Looks like a nice little. There's like two mo- D, not two D. Yeah, two yeah, D Monster Hunter, but also kind of looks like Terraria. That's that's the kind of, I guess the kind of thing I gauged from it. But oh. Oh yes, so this is the game that I will be doing a full a full, comprehensive review on, coming out August 29th, Bubsy Paws on Fire. For those who are not in the know about the Bubsy series, Bubsy the Bobcat, he is a mascot platformer from the early to mid-90s, where he tried to rival Mario and Sonic, but frankly, He could not even beat Lester the Unlikely. So Bubsy had a ton of games, actually. Bubsy 1, Bubsy 2, and they were ported to different consoles. I think Bubsy 2 even had an Atari Jaguar version. It's not often that we get, get to hear about the Jag. And most infamously, most famously and infamously, Bubsy had a game released on the PlayStation. Bubsy 3D, which I own. I've talked about it on Player One, and it could, and it is literally one of the worst games ever made. I will not go into detail about it. I spoke about it on Player One, and I'm sure I'll speak about it on here another time. And for the most part, the Bubsy series lay dormant. The Bubsy series was gone. It was like a relic of the past. No one had seen it. No one had experienced it for a very long time, and it was just, hmm, I guess it was just dead and buried, potentially where it should be. But no, because Bubsy is a meme, and people like memes, Bubsy, the Wooly Strike Back, released in 2017 to... Fanfare? I wouldn't say Fanfare, but it definitely made... Apparently, looks like it made enough money to spawn another Bubsy game. Now, this one is a bit different to others, because... Bubsy 1, 2 and Paw- not Pause on Fire. The Wooly Strike Back was a 2D side-scrolling platformer, whilst Bubsy3D was sort of an open space platformer, 3D platformer. And I would not recommend playing any of those games, especially Bubsy3D, because if you if you want to experience true pain, Bubsy3D is the way to go. That's that's pretty much it on that part. And we're gonna look at the trailer for Pause on Fire because I've been I've been trying to keep myself quiet on this. This, this came out on PC, PS4, and Xbox on the 17th of May this year. Now, this, this version I'm talking about is the Switch version. I will be reviewing the Switch version of the game. So we're going to take a look at the, uh, the lovely little trailer. Now, this is made by the guys that did BitTrip. Yeah, from the developers of the BitTrip series, which, to me, it leads me to believe that this could potentially be something pretty good. I, it could potentially lead to something that could lead to a potentially a good Bubsy game. So this is a basically a runner game. From what I understand, you actually work with the enemies known as the Woolies. The other two characters, besides Bubsy and the Woolies, I have no clue on. The game boasts that it has uh, about 100 levels in three different worlds with some customization options. So if you want Bubsy in a Hawaiian shirt, you can get Bubsy in a Hawaiian shirt, goddammit. You will get Bubsy in a Hawaiian shirt. How awesome is that? Bubsy, paws on fire. Get it? Paws on fire. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Bubsy, stay away from my life. Even though I will be playing more Bubsy. And I don't particularly want to. (laughs) So, Bubsy, paws on fire. That will be coming out uh, tomorrow on the Switch. Next up is Heave Ho on PC and Switch. Once again, August 29th. So Heave Ho, it appears to be sort of like a physics-based platformer where you play as a thing. I don't know what it is, but it is a thing. And essentially, yeah, you gotta just basically just gotta get from one goal to another, and that's kind of it. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at this game. I wanna I wanna have a look. Heave ho the game. Here we go. It is it's by Devolver Digital, which it does that's that, that does lead me to a quite a positive thought on it. The Volvo Digital are very, very good. They've made a ton of great games. I have recently been going through Katana Zero. Here we go. I see a, a rooster walking by. Le Cartel That must be the developers. So you play as this thing. It... Yeah, there you go. You got to basically just get from point A to point B, and you got to try and like swing yourself over. You play as a thing with no legs. Yeah, so you got to like s- yeah, you got to use your momentum to just swing from platform to platform. Ah. Uh... It reminds me of those toys where it had, like, the... Yeah, it had, like, the suction cups on the hands. And you could, like, swing them back and forth or something like that. Yeah, this looks like that. It also has co-op. How lovely. This looks like a fun little game, yeah, to play with friends. Or frustrating. You never know. Could be a very frustrating game. Quite difficult. It looks like you can play... Yeah, you can play up to four players, which is quite nice. It reminds me of um, Humans Fall Flat, actually. That's a... I think that's a good somewhat good comparison to make so hee-ho coming out august 29th for the switch and pc all right coming up next we have a, a big one this is a real big release astral chain coming on nintendo switch exclusive to the nintendo switch this was made by platinum games Obviously, they're the uh, the masterminds behind the Bayonetta series. They all they were also going to do Scalebound, which got cancelled. So this I'm very very much looking forward to. I have I wanted to play a Bayonetta game for a very long time. Never had the opportunity to, but this I have a lot of high hopes for. Actually, I do think reviews are already in. Let me have a quick squeeze. Uh, yes, yes, there are some reviews are in, and has. Very good scores, actually. 88% on Metacritic. GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10. So if you are a Switch owner and you're into sort of hack and slashy games, this is definitely one worth getting. Next up, on August 30th as well, Blair Witch. So take a guess at that. Blair Witch, probably a horror game. It is a horror game. What am I going (laughs) to say? I'm... I want to have a look at the trail. I want to see how scary this thing is. I want to let's have a let's have a little bit of a gander. So this will be coming out on PS4, PC, and Xbox. So no, no nothing for the Switch owners with this one. Let's see Blair Witch, the game. Blair Witch game. So it, it is quite interesting to see Blair Witch sort of be given the spotlight on this. I personally have not seen the movies. How scary can it be? It probably it's probably going to be very scary. I might not check the trailer of it actually. A, I'm a bit of a bit of a worse when it comes to scary games. So Blair Witch coming out August 30th. That's going to be an interesting game to check out. Also on August 30th, Remothered: Tormented Fathers for the Nintendo Switch. This is another horror game. Really don't know much about this game. Really don't know much about this game. And. Let's see, we're moving on to, into September. September, the big month is here. The AFL Grand Finals around the corner. Whoever's going to be playing that, hope it's Collingwood. Get around him. All right, so September 3rd, Catherine, full body, coming out for PS4 and Xbox. Now, I don't know much about Catherine. I know that this was a game released on the last-gen consoles. It was... I don't know what to describe. It was a weird game. Followed the story of of a guy who was dating a girl named Catherine. I think he was about. To, I think he wanted to. He was going to get married, but he was afraid of commitment. So, he ended up hooking up with this girl, Catherine. I believe the girl he was marrying was Catherine with a K, and the girl he was having an affair with was Catherine with a a C. That's all I know about this game, but I do hear it is quite good. That'll be coming out September 3rd. And finally, on September 4th, Warsaw. Let's take a look at Warsaw. Let's see here. I don't know much about this game, but I will... It might be something I check out, actually. Let's see. Warsaw. Here we go. Reveal trailer. That's what I'm looking for. Do, 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 do some nice music on the next checkpoint as we wait for this lovely lovely little trailer here we go it is loading and loading and loading here we go okay here we go here's a nice description get a, get a look at the hand-painted tactical uh, role-playing game set during world war ii in the nazi invaded central european capital city of warsaw the game is currently slated for a Released in quarter three, 2019. Yes, well, that is true. It will be coming out September 4th. Now I'm just waiting for this lovely little trailer to load up. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. All right, cool. So we're starting off with a nice little caption. Caption Warsaw. I like the logo. Definitely interesting. So we got a nice little uh, extreme long shot of a building. And like buildings around it sort of being demolished. This, this very much feels like a story-based game. An animated story-based adventure. Looks like we got... This might be... Some... This reminds me of, like, this War of Mine. It has that kind of feel to it. Very, very freaky, in a sense. Oh, no. Oh, wow. This is a very emotional game. Oh. If you're... This, this, this looks like something that... Definitely, if you... If, if if emotional moments tug on your heartstrings this might be the game for you or it might not be because you'll probably cry that, I think this might that will probably be a very emotional sort of a very emotional game to look at all right so with the releases out of the way let's move on to our other lovely little segments let's go to on this day so the date is August 28th 2019 nearly at the end of the month so hooray the year has gone by way too quickly for me (laughs) and on this day in i believe 2010 i want to say it was 2010 oddworld abe's odyssey and exodus released on steam worldwide now i was never a big fan of this series but i'm definitely interested in basically the lore of this series I played. I think I've played about two hours of Abe's Exodus on the original PlayStation. This originally, I believe, was a PlayStation exclusive, and there's been many, many games. Oh, how many though? I don't think it's been too many, but I definitely know there is quite a few games in the Abe's uh, series. Obviously, Abe's obviously is seen as sort of the I guess, one of the best games on the PS1. Obviously, Abe's Exodus is just as, if not slightly better. So, for me, I don't have too much experience with these games, but I will acknowledge that they are very, very good, had some nice quirky little humour, and there has been more games coming out since then. So, that is what happened on this day. Actually, before I end that, I have to check... So i got to check the reviews! I've got to check the reviews of this game. Let's see... Oddworld Abe's Abe's Odyssey. Okay, so Abe's Odyssey received a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Now that doesn't shock me at all. It seems like a very, very, very popular game that people still have very fond memories of. Obviously Obs Obs <laughs> Odd World Abe's Odyssey new and tasty. I believe that was a remake of that game. And then finally, yep. Yeah, Abe's Exodus, let's see here, Abe's Exodus, there we go, yep, Abe's Exodus, Uh, 9 out of 10 on Steam and 88% on Metacritic, so obviously a very well regarded game, and that will do it, officially this time, do it for on this day, and now, we got uh, the penthouse, or the outhouse, now, I've been thinking, where, where should I go with this game? Now, this wasn't a hard decision to make, because this game, it's its its actually quite good. It's a very, very good game. It's a shame that we haven't had a sequel of this game. It's a shame that the, uh, the series really hasn't been able to really flourish like it should've. I'm talking about L.A. Noir. Now, I, what I have here is the actual Switch version of the game. I have played on the PlayStation 3, and I picked it up on the Nintendo Switch, so if you are unfamiliar with L.A. Noire, it is a detective, it's like an action detective game. And what really was the sort of standout feature of the game was its use of, I want to say motion capture, in sort of the facial regions where you could actually sort of, I guess the characters would use emotion, like you see the actual emotions of the characters to sort of give to kind of make you think if they're lying or telling the truth. Now, I have played through this game twice. It was, it is a really, really good game. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, the cases are interesting. You have a really cool about half. Like I want to say maybe halfway through the game, you have a really, really cool uh, series of cases in the homicide squad where you have where it's almost like you're on a you're playing cat and mouse with a serial killer, and that's. That's really cool because it's really going to make you think. the The setting of this game is post World War II. Uh, yeah, here we go. A dark, vi- dark, and violent crime thriller set against the backdrop of 1940s Los Angeles. And I will say that is very true. The theme, like the setting of this game, it, it's it's rep- it's replicated perfectly. Everything looks 1940s. Everything feels 1940s. All right. Uh, amid post-war boomer of Hollywood's golden age, newly minted Detective Cole Phelps embarks on a desperate search for truth in a city where everyone has something to hide. Utilizing revolutionary facial animation technology, L.A. Noir blends breathtaking action of chases and shootouts with true detective work, including interrogations, clue fighting, and unprecedented interactive experiences. I will absolutely agree with everything this game says. It's just fascinating how... I believe this game was, pretty, was almost stuck in development hell. It was announced in 2004 and eventually released in 2011. And unfortunately, it was Team Bondi, an Australian studio, who they developed the game and it was published by Rockstar. But unfortunately, the game didn't hit the, the sales that it was hoping for. And it really uh, sort of basically bankrupt the developer alongside there was some allegations of um, horrible workplace environment and stuff like that, which I won't get into. But this game, I don't think got the love it deserved. And it's kind of a shame because the story of this is really the highlight for me. The story is really good. You follow Cole Phelps rising through the ranks of just a plain old cop to becoming the one of the top detectives in the LAPD. You go through different uh, sections. you got traffic, homicide... Uh, vice, arson, all those kind of uh, areas of detective work and each of them bring their own challenges each have their own sort of emphasis. I guess in uh, in Vice you have a lot of, uh, I guess a lot of clue finding, homicide you do a lot of interrogation and arson, arson actually no, more clue finding in arson and more puzzles in arson and it's just it's such a fascinating game where they really made the most of what they had. Obviously, the game didn't sell as well. The game probably should have sold really well, but I guess the, uh, the it's it's Grand Theft Auto, but you're the good guy here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's kind of the best way to put it. But you do have a full-on story of this game, and it's just man, I really wish that this game really sold well. They re-released it for modern platforms on the Xbox, on the PS4 and on the Switch, which the Switch port... the only thing I do not like about the Switch port is that I think they put this on a 8GB microSD. I want to say it was an 8GB microSD, and you had to download the rest of the game, which is really the annoying part. And, it, and like with The Witcher, they put the entire game on a cartridge where it will not it will not uh hurt your memory it will not destroy your hard drive because you will have to buy an sd card which yeah you you really do have to buy an sd card for this yeah no it, it was it was just ridiculous in that sense but the game itself is a fantastic game the facial expressions of each character was really well done sometimes maybe a bit too comically obvious to tell if they're lying and in that case, yeah, you have to like prove that they're lying. And that's sort of one of the big, th- the big things the game boasted was the interrogations where it was up to you to kind of think, okay, let's, if, sort of like they, they sort of look away from you and sort of do that obvious kind of thing where you can sort of tell that they're lying. And if you have the evidence to prove it, it will lead to more cool stuff. It'll lead to really getting a good reaction out of the, out of the person you're interrogating. Uh, this version I have, ha- I have here also comes with the uh, extra, yeah, the extra downloadable content with suits and cars and different cases, which is really, really cool. Uh, on the uh, on the back, we see Cole Phelps and I believe Rusty, one of, his, uh, det- one of his fellow detectives, with their guns, possibly going into a shootout. And then we have a chase sequence, which is pretty cool. For me, this game, I remember playing this when I was about 15, and this was maybe one of my favorite games back then. And I do believe that it is still one of my favorite games even today. Just because I'm a huge fan of the setting of, like, 1940s L.A., 1940s America. Like, that's that's really cool to me. And I do hope that someday, I don't know when, but someday, we'll get a completely brand new, I don't know, New York noir adventure. That That is... That's what I hope for. That's what I'm praying for. Please, Rockstar, please do it. So, this game, this is going into the penthouse. This is going in with urban rain. It's going to go in there. It's going to have a great time. So, LA Noir, come. Let's open the doors. Have a seat. Have some fun, you. Have a great, great, great time. And I hope you all had a great time listening to my lovely vocal cords. If you want to check us out, please go to the Facebook page. Please check out Omni. And from me to you, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I'll see you guys on the next episode of The Next Checkpoint. Have a good one, guys. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye.